Hi, I'm Ian Harris. I am the CEO and president of Outcrop Silver, uh, which is a very special company. The Santa Ana project is one of the world's one of the world's few uh, true primary silver and high grade silver projects in development in the world today. Uh, and good, good to see you. And um, I think we we spoke before a while ago, uh, but on a, under different circumstances. So, um, give us a little recap of um, who you are, what you've done relative to this project. So um, I'm a mining engineer, so I've got 25 years of experience, uh, been involved in, started my career at San Cristobal and the start of that project, senior VP of Corriente, helped get that project started construction, first mine in the history of Ecuador. Uh, 15 of my years uh, in South America, I speak fluent Spanish, I live in Colombia, so I like, but I like being part of projects that become future mines. And I started in July of this year. Uh, pretty much after the original resource uh, estimate came out on uh, Santa Ana, which is more my my skill set, right? After their a resource is something that's been established and it's got some bones on it, or it's got some meat on the bones. Right. Well, that's what kind of got us curious, um, because last time we spoke with Joe, Joe still is director of the company, obviously, but he sort of stepped step down from the CEO role. It was very much a early exploration, set it up with someone else to kind of come in and uh, take it over, take it over the balance sheet, take it over the technical know-how. You've got a different set of skills. So um, how's the plan changed? So the overall grand scheme really hasn't changed. The primary focus of the company is still, we're at 37 million ounces, but we have a pathway that was based on seven veins. We've already got 21 identified, bona fide drill targets. So it's about executing on a resource expansion. Obviously, it's still a lot of significant exploration, but it got a wonderful VPX. But there's some really significant parts of this project that really market didn't know about or wasn't really amplified. Um, it's got incredibly high recoveries from flotation alone, but it also produces a high-grade precious metal concentrate that could be direct smelted. So um, in silver, most silver projects are sometimes not silver. They're gold projects or lead projects, but a, a lead concentrate, zinc concentrate, might only pay you 75%, but if you can go directly to Dore, you're going to get 98%. So you have high-grade silver, one of the highest-grade projects in the world. Um, uh, you have high recoveries from flotation alone, so you don't need cyanide to recover, and you get a high payable, which makes it very special because independent of scale, uh, you can get into production. And, and so that's kind of a side strategy that we're working on right now is small pilot production to de-risk significantly the project can still be very, very profitable, but also the important part is de-risk the project. Uh, so basically now it's an additional pathway of creating significant value for our shareholders. Right. Okay. Here we're saying, but what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to work out is the kind of scale of the ambition. You say not, not, not much has changed in, in that sense or that, you know, in, that you're trying to increase the size of a resource. But the when we were speaking with Joe previously, it was a aiming for 50, maybe 100 at, at, at a push. Um, what are you trying to do when you talk about scale of, of uh, increasing the resource? What are you What are you targeting? I think that it hasn't changed much from Joe. On the next significant jumps, you want to see significant jumps in the resource because the problem with doing a resource is many people think, "Oh, that's what you got," or it's only going to grow by ten percent. And this is a project that can grow by leaps and bounds. So we're obviously not going to be able to get in the step one to a hundred million ounces, but you can make significant jumps along the way. I think you really want to get over that 100 million uh, ounce mark and be able to demonstrate a pathway to that. I think it's a psychological number in market. 
Um, and so that is the overall goal. Uh, it obviously is not something that's happening tomorrow. It'll take a couple of years to be able to get that job done with some significant milestones in between. Okay, okay, understood. And again, sorry to keep harping back to the previous conversation, but it's, 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 the, it's the base, as it were. Just raised 40, uh, 4.5 million bucks. Um, we're talking about additional uh, expansion drilling of about 12,000 meters, which just suggested around 3 million bucks. Uh, worth of spend. I mean, so what did what did you get out of that? You know, how, how did that go? So the um, you know, it's a little bit of bad news for the company. I want to be frank, right? We we brought in a new contractor and it hasn't performed well. And really, just the last week, we're actually changing out our contractor to bring a new one because they just weren't performing in terms of uh, the speed of the drilling. And and really, we don't really want right now into this market more than one drill turning, but we at least want that one drill to be able to put out some significant results. So um, the good news is obviously it didn't. It didn't chew up the entire budget, um, so we're changing out contractors to be able to move quicker on um, the the drilling progress. But the other big news that did come out during this time period is the metallurgical test work, the mineralogy of the project, which makes it. I'm telling you, it's it's uh, when you have super high grade, super high recovery, super high payable, even a, a very small pilot project. We're talking, call it 50 tons per day, something teeny, something the size of a ball mill, the size of your desk right, um, could still produce several million dollars uh, in revenue, which slightly takes your pressure off of mar- having to access market, but more importantly, demonstrates that this is mineable. Like, Because that's one of the question marks we, are, we get a lot, right? Of course, this is mineable, right? Especially in Colombia, it's done all around us, right? Uh, but to be able to demonstrate clearly, there's nothing better than be able to say, look over there, done. And can you permit? Look over there. So it really de-risks the project and makes it a whole lot more simple to understand uh, how 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 special this project really is. Okay, now can we? You were talking about when we we're talking about the you know what what you were chasing in terms of these veins. We talked about these sort of cigar shaped veins, these plunging shoots, as it were, um, narrow in, in in nature, but with the potential for more. So when you when you talk about these other sort of, was it twenty one twenty two sampled veins. What are you starting to see? What do you what What have you learned um, in the last six months? So, without a doubt, you mentioned something very strong. It's, we we do call them veins, but it's we're hunting for an ore shoot, is what you would call it in 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 Spanish, right? Um, which are structurally controlled, where you have this the the silver really coming out, right? And it's really at specific elevations where you get this gangbuster. Um, silver grades. Uh, we even get some where we'll hit the vein and it's got some decent gold, but there's no silver. And what we really want is that Bonanza uh, silver grade. So it's, uh, thank goodness we have a really good VPX uh, with Guillermo who has experience working on this type of things because it's, you really have to be able to see it in three three dimensions. So obviously it's a, it's a game of hunting, uh, but we really want to convert these targets into bona fide resource potential. Um, and so again, we talked about a pathway. So even we say, okay, we had six before, we got six others that we put a hole into and demonstrate that they're going to also carry some significant resource. So at least we can demonstrate that pathway. And that's the overall, uh, this overall goal here. Cause, um, it's not only just gangbuster silver, it's also, it's a sulfide, it's a silver sulfide, which I don't think it's, it's why it floats, right? It's, it's really, really, really a spectacular project. And and really, we looked in across uh, company, you know, many, many companies, including multiple producers, and nobody has a pure silver grade as high as this project. It is extremely high in terms of silver. Seventy-three uh, percent of the resource is silver. So, if people like silver and getting into mining equities because of silver, 
because they know the potential of what can happen to silver price. This project is more leveraged than any other. Well, we, we quite like the non-Mexico silver component to this in, in terms of a, a, a blended approach to silver investing uh, as well. But I'm sure we'll talk about that in, in a second. Okay, the, grade, the grades are good. The recoveries are good. But you kind of got to tie this together in a in an in an ore body, which can be economic, and we're talking underground as well here. So you get asked this question a lot, but um, if you could just run us through why you think that this thing can um, deliver for you. Okay. First of all, you can't do a resource and have a spotted dog, right? So we put out in resource, 60% of the resource was in the indicated uh, category, which was really important because we get questions just like you said, does it hang together along strike and depth? Um, but if we, the easier thing for me, especially as a, a mining engineer, is to look around and say, you know what, you want to see what it looks like when you have this exact same type of geology, but maybe in the gold space, and it's called Britica, or it's called Marmato. And so these are, could used to be Continental, yeah, now it's Zijing, or Eris Mining used to be Grand Columbia. But these are projects that are producing 200,000 ounces of gold a year, and they are on narrow or shoot veins. They just started small and continue to grow until they're the beast that they are today. So it is a very doable, and it's not like I'm making this up. I can just point to these other examples. So we know it hangs together, right? And it's another reason why uh, I'm so fixed on this doing a pilot scale level, because if I can make pilot scale profitable, of course, when it gets bigger, it'll be able to be profitable and demonstrate. It's mineable, it's recoverable, it's permittable. You can do all these different things. Uh, so it brings an extensive amount of value I think we're undervalued for our peers, potentially because of jurisdiction. And obviously, if you have the ability to say, what are you talking about jurisdiction? Here, again, we want to have something touchable for our shareholders and others to see to demonstrate where this project is going in the future. Okay, so let's come on to the balance sheet um, a little bit here. So it's been a tough market for precious metals, gold and silver for the last, I'm going to know, three, three years. And maybe the, the outlook is looking positive for 2024, as indications would suggest. That might be the case, but you've got to manage your own balance sheet and big control of your own future. So you've talked us through what's been going on with the drilling there. So in terms of allocation to capital and focus and efficient use of that capital, best return on capital invested, you'll be looking for what what does that look like now? What's it going to look like in 2024? Okay, so 2024, I have one priority. And the number one priority, the holy grail independent of market, is we would like to keep one drill turning uh, to be able to deliver because we think we can deliver value at the end of the drill bit still. So it uh, might not reward two drills, but it's definitely going to at least reward one drill. Stay in the know, make sure you have a solid base flow. So that's my number one. It's one of the big reasons why we changed uh, contractors because you're carrying all these fixed costs. And if you're only getting 500 meters in a month, it's, it's, it's really painful. Uh, so, but it's to keep one drill running. So that's kind of the, the, and of course, we're keeping an eye on market uh, and intelligent. We also have an at the market facility in place. So we could kind of um, throttle, I think, a little and take advantage. I think we also have heard the same thing, um, believing that perhaps in the first quarter of next year or early Q2, uh, there might be a big opening so we can throttle it. But the goal is to stay financed uh, to make sure we keep a drill turning. And that also means reducing costs in all other areas uh, to make sure uh, that it, you know you can you can manage this uh, this this cycle but I'm also going to come back to that's also why we're looking at permitting a very small uh, pilot scale operation right because even a very small production would be super big and carrying about 80 percent of your 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 expiration costs even at a super tiny scale it's unbelievable 
Uh, it's uh, we just had a board meeting and a lot of eyes open when I kind of went through this discussion. So we're looking at it multiple fronts and trying to be as intelligent as possible and how to manage this uh, this market, but still create significant value. That, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. It's it's the kind of um, behavior that I think in in the in the good times would you'd have been marked down for. But I think where we are today, where, the, where we find ourselves in the market today, it's really interesting. This sort of agile, nimble, uh, reactive behavior to how do we, you know, generate non-dilutory, you know, uh, cash to actually get on and you know with the expansion, which is the kind of key aim here. I guess revenue revenues flowing. Is there? I know you only just discussed it, but you must have discussed it in in the in the, in the it not in the vacuum. You, you're looking at elsewhere and saying that these things are getting funded because it's near-term cash flow, right? Okay, so I'm going to say that this this model is I didn't invent it myself, but I think where many, many, many companies failed were trying to go too big too quickly, right? And in a bad market, what do they do? They go to debt, right? And then they get caught with their pants down because they're geologists and they don't really, or I'm sorry, that was a little rude, but Maybe they got a little too far ahead of themselves um, and then they have a cash crunch and guess what? Now they're in deep trouble because they have the debt at their neck, right? So um, and uh, so that's why stay as small as possible, right? It, and because the truth is our value is in the expiration story anyways. Our upside, our valuation is based on our expiration. So why would I turn us into a production story? It's not about a production. It's about a de-risking, demonstrating pilot but guess what? It doesn't take a very big operation to cover some significant overhead, uh, you know, a huge percentage of it. So why get greedy, right? I think greed maybe it was kind of the, I, I even got it. Why that big? Why not twice as big? And I said, because you don't need to be twice as big, right? Um, and so it's, I'm not talking big numbers. We we really got a budgetary quotes already from China for a 50 ton per day mill, key, a turnkey installed at site for $750,000. We're not talking gigantic numbers here, right? So it's not something I have to go out and worry about. If I had to fight it, finance it through equity, guess what? We could finance it through equity, right? Uh, and so therefore, I don't want the strategy to become a risk. Um, I want it to become just a part of de-risking the overall project, financially and obviously uh, technically. Okay, I, that's a, that's fascinating. I think I, that I'm, I'm glad we did this. Cool, just just for that bit of the conversation, quite frankly. So it's the growth and the value is still in the expiration. However, this is a mechanism for de-risking the project. Totally. Uh, right. Really enjoyed that, Ian. Um, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on. It's all a bit short notice. I, um, I appreciate you making the time for us. Um, stay in touch. Let's know how you get on with this uh, in the new year. And uh, we will look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Thanks a ton, Ed. Nice seeing you again.